Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The stakes race, race five, Crosshaven. And he's a genuine each way chance today. He's done a super job over a long period of time for Daniel Narclay. And Crosshaven, back at the races with a real chance with Mark Zara aboard today. Must be an exciting day for you, mate. It is. Uh, no, it is. He's, he's been a long time between drinks, of course, Haven through bad luck and uh, and uh, a little bit of um, the, the way races have panned out for him. But um, he should ma- he maps really well today. Uh, Mark Zara riding, and hopefully we can uh, slot into the one-one. Um, Streets of Avalon to go forward. Norwegian Bliss very hard to beat. Um, seven out of seven's uh, always a hard one to roll, but hey, we'll uh, we'll do our best. Yeah, absolutely, Daniel. And it's great to have you back on the show again, um, mate. And we love what you do for the industry. So I was hoping this morning we could just talk a wee bit about what you do do for the industry as well as your ownership interests. Um, for people that aren't familiar with you, Byerly Park, obviously been a big project for you over the years. But could you just give us a bit of context of, of where, what your involvement in thoroughbred racing is at the moment outside of that ownership? And, and then eventually we'll talk about these South African boys, which I think is such an uh, important uh, asset to our industry at the moment. But where are you at with your involvement in the thoroughbred game? Well, yes, and I thanks very much for the opportunity. Uh, look, we've uh, really delving get hard into the into the pathway, uh, into racing, into the equine industry uh, via education path. Um, that's that's really going well. We've uh, got 19 students now. We're uh, getting track work riders uh, up to up to speed and up to skill. Uh, we're getting uh, race day strappers um, and basically just bringing racing back into a career opportunity for uh, for kids. And that's what's been missing, I suppose, over the last 30 30 years. Um, so we're trying to bring that uh, back. And, and so far, based on uh, based on the feedback that we've had and. Uh, uh, from the industry and, and from the students and um, and in fact even from, from government uh, as of yesterday we had a big delegation come out to see what we're doing um, at, the, at their request um, uh, they came away really really impressed so uh, a credit to Donovan Mansour and um, Renee Faulkner who, who run the academy and uh, no, they're doing a great job out there. I love this industry led progression by people with boots on the ground it's so good mate. Well, What sort of re- reaction have you had um, as far as numbers and actual people interested, uh, young people interested in making a career in thoroughbred industry? No, it's been really strong actually it's been quite heartening um, we've, we've based in, in year one we've had 19 students and that's been just dipping our toe in the water and uh, what we had yesterday was a delegation of uh, I think 16 from, from government from the various ministries uh, in education coming out at their request to have a look and uh, we're by trying, to, trying to build a partnership with government uh, to you know, to, to tell them what we all know, you know, how important uh, our industry is to New Zealand and, and to a lot of people out there that would otherwise fall through the cracks. Um, you know, I've always said, and I said that to them yesterday, the, the one thing we do better than breeding good horses is actually breeding good horse people. Um, and we've lost our way a little bit in terms of actually bringing people through our industry. So, um, no, I'm, I'm actually really heartened uh, with the response that we've had and um, with, the, with the students that were ca- getting through and the interest from students as well. How, what do you think about this, Daniel? I, I, I just was kind of pontificating about it last week on the show because I'd just done a trip around the... Well, 
just on the West Coast really after Cup Week, just took a week and went over there and kind of walked around and just kind of, I guess, reconnected with not just racing history around New Zealand, but just New Zealand history. And it kind of got me thinking about then racing. And we have so many greats that have come from out of the centres in New Zealand and from around different small towns through New Zealand. You think back through the years, I won't even name, start naming people because you can name too many, but small town New Zealand has got a huge role to play. But we also know that we need to centralise racing and kind of start to configure our assets that can be more beneficial financially and sustainably for the game moving forward. So what are you seeing as far as young people coming in and where they're coming from? Are we still getting small town New Zealanders from rural areas coming in and do you think the future is racing moving more towards town or is there still room to have those faraway places with a heartbeat with racing in it? I think there's room for both. Um, It's certainly, I think, consolidation and we've seen that with the various issues we've had with our tracks. We actually, what we we really need is consistency Um, and we're going to get that consistency by that consolidation, I think, in terms of having you know, a limited number of venues. Uh, that doesn't stop us you know, creating little hubs outside of it, I suppose, from an educational perspective. Um, but, geez, if you want to become a vet, you move to Massey. Um, so I don't see it as too much uh, different to, to say, look, there's probably main centres where we have our education hubs as part of it. Um, and But what that what we need to do better is actually give people a career pathway. Um, you know, and for, I'll use an example, our first intake of uh, nine students, eight of them had never considered the equine industry as a career path. And now we've actually got eight new students, new participants in this industry that would have otherwise been whether some sort of rural activity or, or some other career pathway, but we've got them. And, you know, as we, we all know, once you've been bitten by the bug, you've, uh, you've got it for life. And um, so I, I think we can do a bit of both, uh, but certainly having our students on site in and around you know, major training centres, I think is, is going to be a, a really good way to train them as well. Yeah, look, I actually totally agree. I, I think you're right. Consolidation is so important, but I think it's not about not losing that footprint. And that's kind of what, what I got just, and there's so much history and especially in racing around New Zealand. And I just think we've got to keep our footprint far and wide and keep our net far and wide and then eventually channel them in. Um, so I, that makes sense to me, Daniel. And as far as having aspirational talent in our riding ranks, how important is it that we have got a deep roster of senior riders in New Zealand that can all, um, well, I guess, bring the standard up as well, but also coach and teach young riders? Like yesterday we had Joe Doyle on the show and he said, you know, it's it's not young riders' fault, but they're just unpredictable and you can't have too many out there all at once because it then becomes unsafe. So what you've done here and with Donovan and getting Craig and uh, Warren over, how, how, how does that feed into that next generation, if you know what I'm saying? Well, actually, we've brought the next generation over with them uh, as well, and, and you're 100% right. It's that mentoring role that's really important. And, you know, I'll never forget uh, asking the question of trainers, you know, how did you learn? And they said, well, basically, I stood next to another good trainer, and, and whatever he did, I did. And, and that's pretty much how I, uh, how I got through, and I asked the question. But you actually need those seniors there to be able to guide these, these uh, juniors coming through. So, um, you know, along with Warren and Craig, who have absolutely... You know, made a made a, a sterling impact uh, on uh, on the game here. Uh, we've also got um, Donovan Cooper uh, and um, Tristan Moodley have come over as well, and they're young uh, jockeys starting out. They've just been given their clearance with uh, Noel Harris and um, 
Donovan will start uh, trial riding hopefully on Tuesday. So, uh, but the the system they use for and I use South Africa as an example is each of these juniors will be attached to a senior, and they'll look after that senior in terms of helping out with gear, etc. And that senior, his role is actually to teach them, to mentor them, um, to guide them through races, to go through races with them. It's it's a it's a win win situation and. Um, that's sort of where we've, we've, we can do better, I feel. Uh, we've really got some great horse people. We've just got to get that, that channeling through to the next generation. Totally, totally. You know, it's about you know using those people like Sticko and Leith and, and everybody else and Donovan to make sure that we can pass on that wisdom and really support the young people coming through. I love what you're doing, Daniel. I really do. I, I really appreciate it, mate, because I think it's so important. Oh, thank you. And um, today, Crosshaven, how many, how many horses are you racing at the moment? Uh, <laughs> my accountant will say too many, but uh, <laughs> no, we've, we've got a few in work at the present. I've just made it back from Bailey Park back down to the office here. So uh, we've probably got, a, uh, I guess, about 10 in work at the present time. Um, so all different stages, but um, yeah, a few young promising ones that will be coming through as well over the next uh, month or so. Or anything, any sort of, okay, come on, mate, leave, leave us with something to follow. <laughs> well, I, I could probably give you a couple. Um We've got Glenvay. We talk about Crosshaven. This is his half brother. Um, he's by Zakindo. He's had a couple of uh, trial uh, trial day, trial outings. Uh, he's won them both. Um, he'll trial on Tuesday and possibly head up to Royal Carker on the 14th of December. He's one that we really like. He's, he's certainly shown the talent uh, the family's uh, the family's got. Um, and one uh, one Diamond Street is probably another one I can probably tip you out. Um, uh, she's just come back into work. She's, uh, Peter and Dawn Williams have given her a couple of weeks out, and she's come back bigger, bolder, stronger. Uh, she's had one trial for for a nice win. Uh, she'll head back to the trials. She probably didn't learn a huge amount the first time round, um, but uh, she's yeah probably another one that uh, you'd certainly put in the big book uh, for when she uh, when she kicks off uh, sometime in the new year. So just can we have the name of that first one again? Was it Glen Bay? Oh, Glen Bay. Glen Bay. Green Bay, so uh, keep the Irish theme going through, and then one Diamond Street uh, are a couple that we could possibly, um, yeah, hopefully tip the tip the listeners out uh, into. We'll follow with interest, mate. I love getting a bit of early mail, Daniel. Well done for everything you're doing, mate. It's always a pleasure to chat. You're a great asset to the game, and um, yeah, again, thanks for what you're doing, and we'll talk again soon. Um, my absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for all you guys do.